What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Winning. Uriel Kim, your CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. Hope you're doing great. Got my coffee today. Actually, this is a bigger coffee than I normally drink. My wife made me one of her hazelnut specials, so I'm giving it a go. It's actually pretty good. So today we're talking about struggle and success. And more specifically, what I want to really ingrain in your head is that there is no success without struggle. There is no success without sacrifice. Hey, welcome to the Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kim, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm going to give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. I also want to be very mindful of the fact that you can pave the intention for ease and flow and the path of least resistance, but you have to balance that with the reality of being a human, right? You guys know that I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person, I'm not religious, but spiritual in terms of like my beliefs around energy and, and all that good stuff, but I'm also very pragmatic. And I'm all for setting intentions and vibrating high, keeping my energy main, like, you know, at, at a high level. But the reality is like, if you only expect ease in your life, you're going to deal with a lot of discomfort. And if you're okay dealing with discomfort, discomfort, you'll actually have a little bit of an easier life. So what I want to share with you today is I want to start off sharing the story that hopefully hit, hit this home. It's a story about uh, a boy and a butterfly. So young boy sees a cocoon on the tree and he's like, oh, there's a caterpillar in there that's going to become a butterfly. So in his wanting to help the soon-to-be butterfly, he gets out a pair of scissors and actually cuts open the cocoon to allow the butterfly to emerge and fly away. However, in his hastiness to want to help this butterfly, as he cuts open the cocoon, what he ends up realizing is that the butterfly falls to the ground and dies. So it's a really inspiring story, isn't it? But the, the moral of the story is this. The reason a caterpillar needs to stay in a cocoon for the length of time it requires is because when it builds wings, it needs to hit against resistance. It needs to build that strength. And by the boy trying to help the butterfly, he actually harmed it. And the moral story for you and myself is that sometimes the easy path is the hardest one. Think about this in the context of raising kids. I've got four boys and I try not to do anything for them. By that, I mean, I don't give them any money. I don't do stuff for them. I give them a lot of love and hopefully good life lessons. So I'll give you a couple of real examples. Dad, can you help me tie my shoe? No, I can't. I mean, I can, but I choose not to. Now, when they were one, two, when they didn't know how to tie their shoes, sure. But there's also that moment where you show them how to do something and then they have to struggle and figure it out. They have to learn through repetition how to do it. Now, they have to know how to do it, which means you have to show them, right? Because they're not just going to figure out how to tie their shoe by themselves miraculously. But I think where a lot of parents including my wife, have a tendency to do is they do everything for the child. And my belief is that that actually impoverishes the child from building confidence because by not having the struggle, you can't build the skill. And without the skill, you can't have the success. Does that make sense? Another is that just, so just think of like any example with your kids, right? Put, putting their clothes on, brushing their teeth, tying their shoes, uh, making their lunch, right? If they're old enough to make their lunch, let them make their lunch because they'll also appreciate what you've done for them up until this point when they start having to do their own stuff. So that's the first thing. It's like, we're never going to build ourselves as people if we expect other people to do everything for us. And that goes back to a belief that I hopefully want you to instill, not hopefully, I want you to instill, is that success is your responsibility. Success in any aspect, 
like the ability to tie your shoes, the ability to make money, the ability to be healthy. It's all on you. It's, it's no one, don't point the finger at anyone else. You got to point the finger at yourself. Remember when you point at someone else, you have three fingers pointing back at you. Every single part of your life is your responsibility. I don't care what your situation is. Okay. People have been in far worse. Just remember that. Whatever you're going through, I acknowledge that, but just remember the people have been through far worse. So there's no point in throwing a pity party for more than five seconds, get over it, and take responsibility for changing your situation. If you care about improving, which you do, because otherwise you would not be watching this, right? Let me grab a little sip of the cafe here. Okay, the second thing on this notion is that look at events, circumstances, situations as things that either strengthen you or weaken you. So let's look at the choice of drinking alcohol, which I barely ever do anymore. So we had friends over the other night, I had a margarita, which was the first margarita I've had all summer. And it was only like half. I would, didn't have, a, we make an amazing margarita, by the way. But here's the thing is I've realized in drinking over the years. So when I say drinking, I, my, my version of drinking is like one drink a week, maybe every few weeks. That's my version when I say drinking. I'm not talking about a bottle of wine every day. So I have this like half glass of margarita and the next morning I wake up and I notice my breathing is a little bit more labored because I've got asthma. It's, it's pretty much under control, but I noticed it was a little bit more labored than usual. I worked out that day. I didn't really feel my body respond like it normally does. And this is an example of like when I can make that association back to what I had the previous night, it's like, huh, do I want to consume something that gives me a temporary little fix of like feel good to feel like shit afterwards. So in this case, it weakened me, which is why I don't drink. By contrast, looking at things that strengthen us. So working out definitely strengthens us. It weakens us temporarily because here's the thing to remember is sometimes things that weaken you temporarily strengthen you in the long term. If we look at alcohol as an example, it weakens you temporarily and it doesn't make you stronger long term. It just weakens you. And the more you do it, it just weakens you even more. Working out, it's tiring. So it weakens you momentarily, but you bounce back stronger. Um, going through challenges in life, like you might hit really low points in your life that weaken you momentarily, but you bounce back stronger. Remember the saying, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Very, very similar to what I'm sharing with you here. So as you approach different situations in life, however challenging they are, just remember that this too shall pass and you'll be stronger on the other side of it. It's what I think if you have this belief of everything has to, has to, not will be or can be, everything has to be hard before it can be easy. Every master was once a disaster. Before you tied your shoes, it was really hard. Before you learned how to walk, you fell and stumbled and it was hard. Now we don't even think twice about it. When you were learning to drive, maybe it was challenging. When you learned how to start building your business, like, like working out for the first time, all this stuff, it has to be hard by nature because you don't know how to do it yet. So to think otherwise would be like the, the caterpillar thinking it's going to go into the cocoon and then the next day it's going to come out like freaking Batman. It doesn't happen like that, okay? Everything takes time. Everything has its course. And we just have to acknowledge that that's part of the part of the deal. It doesn't matter what you do or what you eat. The gestation period for a human baby is nine months. It is what it is, right? Like there's nothing we can do to speed that up. So just understand that things have their due course. And if you can approach situations that could be challenging, like could be raising kids even, it could be like not knowing how to deal with certain situations, even feeling frustrated with certain aspects of your life, recognizing that on the outside of like on the other side of those, you will be a stronger version of yourself. And that's awesome because you are what's required to have the things you want to have. So 
I have this index card right on my desk. I don't know if you can see this or not. What would the $100 million CEO version of me do in this situation? And it's just a good reminder that I'm not that person yet, which is why I don't have a $100 million company yet. So it's not about like when I have that company, I will become the person. No, no, it's be, do, have. Who do I have to start being like today to get to the point where I can have that company as a result? And if there's hopefully anything you get from this series of hashtag winning, it's this. It's the like the above iceberg, like top of surface stuff, the money, the tactics, the little gimmicks, none of that shit you're ever gonna get unless you deal with the bottom of the surface stuff, below the surface, which is who you have to become to even be a recipient of the things that you wanna have. And that's a really, really important lesson. And it's something that hopefully you're starting to really gather at whatever point of life you're at. And that's part of why I've developed this series is because I can give you the tactics on how to email your list. I can show you how to run Facebook ads. I can show you how to do enrollment calls until I'm blue in the face, but none of that matters if this isn't dialed in. Success, as Tony Robbins said, is 80% psychology, 20% mechanics. So quick little break in the show for you. Are you in our Healthpreneur Hub Facebook group? If not, I want to hook you up. I share some amazing resources in there, including free reports, videos, trainings, obviously more connection to me. And we have thousands of other health professionals and coaches who are in that group actively seeking to grow their business online. If you'd like to join us, let me hook you up with the link. It's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. That's forward slash H-U-B. Once again, that's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. Go there now, join the group, And when you're in there, just drop me a little note to welcome yourself, let us know what you're up to, and I look forward to seeing you inside, connecting with you a little more personally. And once again, that's healthpartnergroup.com forward slash hub. Now let's get back to the show. Someone said once, once, I don't know if it was Michael Jordan, he said a big shot is simply a little shot who kept on shooting. So it's like, you miss, you miss, you miss, you just keep going. You miss, you miss, you miss, you just keep going. I had a call yesterday with about 35 of my clients. And it was like all focused around Facebook ads. And we're looking at critical numbers, which is basically how we track and help them track their performance. And remember, we're helping health professionals and coaches run Facebook ads profitably. They're not media buyers. Okay? So these are people who like, just like you perhaps, are great at helping other people, but you have to learn the skill of how to acquire clients, which is part of where the Facebook ads come in. So we're looking at the numbers and like some of the stuff is good, some of it's not so good. And I'm like, cool, like, so this is ad number one. Great, write five more ads. Like, what do I do next? Write more ads. I'm like, guys, I'm gonna tell you the same thing every single time and you're not gonna wanna hear what I say. Write more ads because your messaging is always the problem. All right, I've written seven ads. One is the, one, one's been okay. Uh, the other six didn't do too well. Great, write more ads because your messaging is the problem all the time. Well, I wrote 15 ads and like it's it's still not where I want it to be. Good, write 15 more. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna give you a different answer. Oh, you, oh, you forgot to push this magic button over here and it's gonna miraculously break. No, it doesn't work like that. I was telling them that I've written for Healthpreneur specifically. In the past seven years, I myself have written close to 1,200 ads. And that's not even including the copywriters that we've hired on our team over the years. So myself, I have personally typed 1,000 200 different ads. How many have you written? How many do you think of those 1,200 have crushed it? The answer is maybe 5%, maybe even less than that. There's maybe 25 to 30 that really built our business out of 1,200-ish ads. That's fucking demoralizing. Or is it? Because if you realize, if you recognize how hard something's gonna be, it becomes a whole lot easier. If you realize that you've never worked out before, 
and you'll realize that it's going to be hard, you will not be surprised when it's hard. But if you go into something thinking it's going to be easy and then it's like, oh, this didn't work. No, no, no. You just have the wrong expectations. So I'm here to set the expectations right. Whatever you do at the start, you're going to suck at and don't expect anything different. If you have 10 enrollment calls and you have no enrollments, congratulations. You've learned a lot, hopefully, and your next calls will get better. We've had clients enroll clients right away. We've also had clients who've gone 30 calls without a single enrollment. And like, by all means, they get the persistence award, that's for sure. But eventually, if you keep at it, and the thing is you keep leaning in for support, because in some cases, people don't. If you lean in for support, you get feedback, you take the feedback and you put it in action, you will get better. So it's like a, a basketball player who keeps shooting and missing and is never getting feedback about how they can improve. It's like, hey dude, you've been shooting with your wrong hand. Huh, let me try with this one instead. Maybe that will work better. And then you just keep practicing. And as long as you never give up, you will get better. It's impossible not to get better if you just keep doing what you're doing. You get better by volume. Like I, this is one lesson I share with my kids because nowadays kids watch YouTube and predominantly shorts, which are mind numbing fucking nonsense. And they see these soccer players who, by the way, are like, it could be the Messi's, it could be the Ronaldo's, it could be just random kids at the park, bicycle kick top corner. And they think, wow, that's cool. That's what I should do. But I'll tell you this, when you are playing with a team and your coach ever sees, like, ever sees you do that or some stupid little trick in your own half of the, you know, own half of the field, and let's say you get away with it, they might say, hey, well done. Don't ever fucking do that again. Because I've done that before as a coach. I've been a player and I've also been a coach. And what I can tell you from the coaching side of things is that at the highest level, and if you go on YouTube and you search for Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain, like the top clubs, watch their training sessions. And if you've got kids who are into soccer, have them watch the training sessions. Because I'll show you, like, here's what you're going to see. Is you're going to see a guy like Messi, who is tossing a ball to Neymar, who's also one of the best players in the world. And what is Neymar doing? He's volleying the ball back to Messi's hands. Right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. Cool, got that, switch, next. Pass the ball to right, pass the ball to left. Pass the ball to right, pass the ball to left. These are guys who are the highest paid, best soccer players in the world. And what they do every single day is the same things that kids at 10 years old should be doing every single day. They master the fundamentals and they just do them hundreds of thousands of times. The professionals are not doing bicycle kick sessions. They're not doing nonsense. Yeah, they have skills and they can do tricks, but very, very seldomly are they doing that stuff in a game. And this is one super, I, I mean, I just hope you understand this. Like in business, there's no fancy bicycle kicks. It's boring as shit and you just keep doing it over and over and over again. This is the mistake that I made in my first business. Although eventually we did very well, I sold the company because I fucking hated it. It was so complex. It was every month like a new shiny object. We never mastered one specific thing. We just went on to the next thing. New product, new funnel, new offer that, that like is nonstop. And I see so many people do this. And this is why with Healthpreneur, we do one thing. And that's it. And we help our clients do one thing and drill deep. But Yuri, I was thinking of running some ads to a face. Fuck your Facebook group, right? We're not doing a Facebook group funnel. That can work. That's not what we're doing here. You focus on this one thing. All of it can work, but you can make it all work at the same time. So it doesn't matter what it is you're doing. You have to do it at scale, at volume to get very, very good. So that big shot is just a little shot who kept shooting over and over again. The final thing I want to leave you with here is recognizing that just kind of tying this back into every master was once a disaster. 
you're not going to win your first Grand Slam final. So as you may or may not know, I, I love tennis. If I didn't play soccer, I would have played tennis. And Dominic Thiem, who's an Austrian tennis player, I don't actually know where he is right now. I don't know if he's like falling off the face of the earth, but he went through three major finals, like French Open, US Open, and then another major final. He lost all three of them. And then he won the US Open. Casper uh, Ruud is also in that current situation. He has lost uh, two French Open finals and a US Open final, I believe. Anyway, like I, I'm not exactly sure which, I think it was the French and the US, whatever. He's lost three finals and he's obviously played Nadal. He's played great players. But the reality is like he now has the understanding of what it's like to play at that level, at the highest level where the pressure is the highest in the final, right? So now he can come in eventually, assuming some of the other players, you know, the better players, let's say, were to knock themselves out. He knows what it takes to win potentially because he's been there and lost several times. It's the same thing in in soccer. Uh, Manchester City won the Champions League final this, this past season, but they had been through many years where they didn't. They got to the semis. I can't remember if they made one of the finals, but they had lost over and over and over again, even though they're one of the best teams on the planet. And when they interviewed the guys after the game this year, there was just like this collective belief that they they had done it. They Sorry, they had been there and done it. They had won the league. They had won different cups and they had this collective belief that they could do it because it wasn't new to them, right? They had been to the rodeo several times. They could experience it. They understood the pressure. They understood the feelings. And when you're brand new to something, it's almost like you get punched in the face and you're like, I don't even know how to handle this situation. So don't expect yourself to walk out into center court and win the Grand Slam final the first time you're out there, metaphorically speaking, for your business, right? You write a social post. It sucks. You create a video. It's terrible. You write a Facebook ad. It bombs. You create a webinar. It doesn't convert. You have a sales call. It doesn't like, they say no. So what? You get back up, you back, you go back to the training ground and you keep practicing. You keep building the skill. You keep getting feedback and you course correct. Sports and business are so parallel. That's why I use a lot of these analogies because what sports does that a lot of entrepreneurs forget about is you can only become a better sportsman, a better athlete by building skills which includes your mindset. In business, a lot of people don't think of the skills that are required to be a better entrepreneur, but it's the same thing. The difference in business is you can delegate a lot of different things that you don't want to do. In sports, you have to do it, right? So the reason a lot of people don't succeed in business is because number one, they don't understand they even have to build skills. Number two, they don't recognize what those skills are. Number three, even if they do recognize, they don't take the time because they would rather do something more exciting which means they're always going back and starting at zero. And then number four, I don't even know what number four is, but those are the three big ones that I've, just from a skill perspective, that holds a lot of entrepreneurs back, okay? So this whole theme of this show is like, just understand that you're gonna have to eat shit for a long time. If you wanna build something great, deal with it. There's there's no shortcut, right? Like if I'm using the example of a mountain, you wanna go from base camp to the summit, it doesn't matter what path you take, you have to take the path. There's no helicopter that's gonna come and take you from base camp right to the summit and bypass everything. Doesn't happen. So accept it. Accept the fact that shit, I've got 30,000 feet to climb. The difference though is like some paths are faster. Some paths are safer than others. And then it's just a matter of aligning yourself with which one of those makes the most sense for you and then just doing it. Cool? So 
that's all for today, guys. If you've enjoyed this one, let me know what's rung true for you in the comments below. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe if you want more of these awesome videos. I think they're great. At least I've heard from you guys that you've enjoyed them as well. And I publish these every single Wednesday. So if you don't want to miss out on any of these going forward, make sure you subscribe to the channel because I've got lots of great stuff coming your way. In addition to the hashtag winning series, we've got our tactical strategic, more strategic videos on Sundays. We have two minute tips that we publish daily throughout the week. We have our shorts on YouTube. My goal is to just give you as much valuable stuff as possible to help you grow, not just yourself, but your business. And if you're not subscribed, you'll be missing out on all of it. So go ahead, subscribe now, and I'll see you in the next video. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next, is if you're not already subscribed to The Health Burner Show, go ahead and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? Do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help and your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.